<laughs> this is a good movie podcast with Katie and Joe. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of This is a Good Movie podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Katie Hetlich. I'm the other one. Oh, I thought I would just I'd like throw it to you, but you you just joined right in. And my name is Joe Bates. Yep. I'm co-host. To the stars. Yeah, co-host to the stars. (laughs) Co-host to the stars. The stars via the medium of movie or film that we see them in and then transfer Mm -hmm. that to this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that going for me. It's on my resume. Is it? Yeah, that's like uh, under special skills, star medium. Special skills, that's where people lie about things. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm never hiring you now that I found out you lie in your resume. What would you hire me for? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, in improv, uh, questions is always the, <laughs> the way to I'm just confused go. because I'm your wife, so yeah. you hired me forever. I will, well, I didn't hire you. <laughs> I need that to be established. I did not hire my wife. I, I, I would In pro- a way. I don't think in a way either. I don't think in none of the ways. Yeah, I through would, the website. Well, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I do need to call them about uh, some getting some money back. Um, anyways, uh, no, I'd hire you for like social, running social media. I'd hire you to do something like that. Thanks. I don't make our social media posts, though. You do a lot of it. I write the captions, usually. Yeah, I'm not good. That's why... They sound so good when you read them to yourself. So you are good at it then. Yep. But I don't make the videos. You make the videos. (laughs) Yeah. I make the little videos, which is just me Googling an image I'm thinking. And then luckily Google has it. So maybe I'm stealing. I don't know. Well, let's not get into that. Well, let's get into today's movie. Yes, let's. Okay. So we watched... I watched again. You watched for the first time. I think they've got the established idea of that. <laughs> what if someone's tuning in just now? Because oh, yeah, this is their sure. favorite movie. And so now they were like, I really want to watch. Wait, no. I really want to listen to a podcast. <laughs> I really want to watch this I movie. I want to watch a podcast. Will the podcast tell me how I can watch the movie? Well, yes. It we will. will. We will. We <laughs> <It> will. will. <laughs> it's we taking will. a life of its own. Um, but yeah, no, we, basically each episode, one of us recommends a movie to the other person that's never seen it. They watch it. They determine, is this a good movie? Ergo podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the recap. So this week I had you watch Silver Linings Playbook. Yes. A great film. From the good old year of 2012. So we have... Mm, expand- a decade later. Yeah, we have expanded our horizons a little bit. We have. Mm-hmm. Um, you had not seen this film. What did mm-hmm. you think it was going to be about? Um, I would say that I thought the movie, and I don't think I was far off of what the movie ended up being. Okay. I thought the movie was going to be mentally ill people in love and gambling. Is what I wrote yeah. down beforehand because I, I remember this getting some Oscar talks and mm-hmm. I remember him wearing a trash bag on his body, which mm-hmm. I thought the trash bag would be like kind of a, like a, oh there's something wrong with him, but now I get why he's he just losing weight, yeah. <laughs> he's just getting in shape. And I knew Robert De Niro was a gambler mm-hmm. on the yes, games and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So no, I feel like I, you want to say exactly what the movie was. 
Sure, I will. So Bradley Cooper plays Pat and he the film opens and he is in a like mental institution and mm-hmm. over the first 20 minutes or so we come to find out that he had um, an incident where he found out that his wife was cheating on him and he just sort of lost it and beat up the guy that she was cheating on him with. Fair um, reaction. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets diagnosed with bipolar disorder and he's now being released to his parents. And then we kind of see him um, start to do a little bit better. He's trying to get back with his ex-wife. So he wants her to see that he is like doing really well and in that process, he comes to meet Tiffany, uh, played by Jennifer Lawrence, and she's like, I'll help you get back together with Nikki if you do this dance competition with me. And so then he, after you know some reluctance, does the dance competition, and in doing so, they fall for each other instead. And, and also there's football and gambling. And that's what they call an elevator pitch. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a long description of the movie. Sorry. But it is what happens in the movie. It is what and happens it, And that's basically what it is. Is Bradley Cooper trying to handle his uh, capabilities, mm-hmm. his his, uh, his own issues, his mm-hmm. way, and then uh, the help of people around him. Yeah. he. I think he's like a pretty caring mm-hmm. person in yes. this. Like cares about his family and friends. He's trying to help his, his buddy Chris Tucker out. I I feel like... The beginning. So you said the movie is 2011? 2012. 2012. So just to establish this thing, they're in Philadelphia. Yeah. um, Which I think is important because the Eagles, who they cheer for, Mm -hmm. they would win a Super Bowl, I guess, 2018. I guess it wasn't around then. Mm -hmm. So seven years after this, six years after this movie, they would end up winning the Super Bowl. Okay. Yes, they did. And uh, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence went to a lot of the games and maybe even went to the Super Bowl game. They are now like big. Well, Bradley Cooper has always been an Eagles fan, I guess. And oh, now so Jennifer Bradley Cooper is from too. Philadelphia. Yeah. So they went to games during the filming of this and now mm-hmm. are fans. So gotcha. Gotcha. OK, cool, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, so this movie, um, do you have, if you're going to watch, I haven't seen the movie, if you want to do watch it. Do you oh, have, right. If you want to pause right now right and now. go watch the movie on Netflix. On Netflix. Yes, on, it's Netflix. on Netflix. Um, you should make yourself a little snack and mm. that snack should be, uh, Krabby Snacks and Homemades. Oh, Krabby Snacks is a good call. That's a good call because I do want Krabby Snacks. Do you know what Krabby Snacks are? Not a clue. Okay. I think it's imitation crab. Yeah, you're not too far off. So in You want to see my imitation of a crab? Click, 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 click. Joe is doing the classic crab <laughs> hand movement, um, which none of you can see. So. I'm going sideways. And he's and also making some sideways jerky movements. <laughs> anyway, Krabby Snacks and Homemades are something that in the movie, Bradley Cooper's mom, played by Jackie Weaver, um, Dolores, mm-hmm. Whenever they're watching football on Sunday, she's always like, I'm making Krabby Snacks and Homemades. I'm making the Krabby Snacks snacks and the Homemades. She's like such an interesting voice. Um, No one knew 
what those were when this came out. People all were kind of like, I guess that's <laughs> a Philly thing. And then everyone in Philly was like, we don't know what that is either. Now, this is that's pulled funny. from the book. So this was a book um, written by Matthew Quick. And in it, he talks about Krabby Snacks and Homemades. And still no one knew what these were until finally there was like an interview with him where he explained that this is something his own mom used to make. And it is Krabby Snacks are like imitation crab and cheese yeah. mixed together and like I mean, on a cracker. If you're making football food, it's going to be something smothered in cheese or to dip in cheese. It's very cheese based. It's very, yes, it's very cheese based. Um, and then homemades are like a sausage roll. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Why, why did you pick this movie? Well... I kind of mentioned it in the last episode, but Bradley Cooper is Oscar nominated this year for Maestro. Robert De Niro, also Oscar nominated for Killers of the Flower Moon. Jennifer Lawrence, not Oscar nominated this year, but she was nominated for the Golden Globe with um, No Hard Feelings. So I feel like they're all in the conversation so right now mo- like they're in the yeah. zeitgeist at the moment so i mean yeah she was the golden globe so that, yeah, i figured that this is you know why not watch it right now plus the oscars are coming up this has a lot of oscars stuff going on with it and it's football season we'll have the super bowl soon the eagles aren't in it the eagles but... not in it they were a huge disappointment at the end of the season yep but it just made sense to me right now and i really think that it's a good movie i hadn't seen it in a while but i remembered it being really like endearing and i think that's Mm -hmm. still true so i was excited for you to see it and hear what you think yeah i uh i i'll tell you the start of this movie um and we'll get into details about it but the start of this movie the probably like the first 20 30 minutes of it Mm -hmm. i was not enjoying this movie Okay. It was just, it felt very like, and I know that like they're trying to edit it and direct it in a way that it seems like what he's going through, mm-hmm. but it was just everybody in it I didn't like. I liked nobody in the movie. You didn't even like Chris Tucker? I didn't know because he was running away. He was breaking off. He yeah. Put, he, he put Dolores <laughs> in a poor, like a terrible situation. Well, he's just trying to get out of that hospital <laughs> yeah i understand he doesn't want to be that, there anymore yeah, he leaves that's... like three times <laughs> um but yeah I, I felt like anxiety in the beginning of this movie but near the end of it i i quite enjoyed it mm-hmm. okay once awesome. jennifer lawrence Spoiler really starts getting into this movie i started feeling a, a little bit better about it hmm, but the beginning that? was stressing me <laughs> uh yeah i normally don't like when movies have people who like are not listening to each other at all and are talking over each other constantly that does give me a little bit of anxiety it's why i did not care for uncut gems um i don't mind it so much with this one i guess because also i do kind of like that in the first half hour or so you're sort of uncovering things about these people you're like why is he in there? Why is he mm-hmm. leaving now? What happened with the wife? Are they going to get back together? No. Okay, there's a restraining order. Okay. Like, you're kind of piecing it together a little bit, um, which I appreciate. Like, it's not just Throwing all told you right up away. front. Yeah. They kind of trust 
you to figure out what's going on as they reveal it. It's interesting that you like this movie based on how you like the episode of The Bear where the family has a family reunion. Oh, the Seven Fishes one? Yeah, I felt like there's a lot of similar energy. (laughs) Yeah, there is, but that was way more it <laughs> was, was chaos way for more an hour and this than, was, this, yeah, than right. this one is you get some you get some breaks with this one so i do think like over the movie it does mellow out a little bit and i think that's supposed to kind of yeah, signal that him. like yeah. bradley cooper's mellowing out a little bit so is everyone else because so bradley cooper in this has bipolar disorder that's what he's diagnosed mm-hmm. with um and he's going to therapy for it but he's not the only one in this movie who is struggling with like mental health issues or a mental illness like almost everyone has something going on yeah it felt like the message of the movie is we're all not doing well (laughs) yeah so his dad robert de niro they mentioned he has some like ocd tendencies um and then bradley cooper's friend um is played by john john ortiz um has like a lot of stress that he's dealing with in his marriage. His wife he's, seems perfect though. Julia Stiles. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> what I'm no, she seems like a narcissist, like crazy sociopath. <laughs> oh, interesting. I didn't put together maybe like narcissism for her. She's just like a little bit maybe controlling or like some perfectionism going on. Yeah, I mean near the end of the movie what she does, and we'll get to it later, but it's just like you're being a real jerk here. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and then Jennifer Lawrence also, they don't really say what she has. Um, there isn't like an official. She says depression. She mentions that she's been on medication that is normally used for depression. Mm -hmm. Um, some like psychiatrists who have been asked about the film kind of semi diagnose her with like borderline personality disorder. So something a little bit more just generalize what a job what a job to be a therapist who has to analyze how an actor is acting and what mental things that they have in the movie i don't think that's a job (laughs) that's someone's full job let me bring in an expert witness that we pay one thousand dollars an hour (laughs) is jennifer lawrence depressed actually it goes quite deeper than that yeah (laughs) and please refer to her as tiffany (laughs) right tiffany Tiffany. She doesn't seem like a Tiffany to me. No, Tiff- I think the names are all kind of bad in this movie. I agree. They should have different names. A- a- ex-wife named Nikki, Nikki is not a good ex-wife name. I- now, I lived in Philadelphia a little bit. I didn't mean any Nickies, so it doesn't seem like a Philly thing. Nikki and Tiffany both sound like teenagers. I think, yeah, it does. So that throws things a little bit. Now, this is in Jersey. You could have a Tiffany and a Nikki. <laughs> But it's not. No, it's It's in the suburbs of Philly. I so I lived in the suburbs of Philly, um, south south of Philadelphia, not in South Philly, just south of Philadelphia. Born and raised. (laughs) Um, No, not born, not not nor raised. But I've been to the King of Prussia Mall that they mentioned Uh in the movie. Huge mall, great mall. Highly recommend the mall. If you like Mall of America, but you want to be on the East Coast, King of Prussia Mall is the mall for you. I will say when I lived in Philadelphia, of any place I've ever lived in, I lived in a bunch of places, for those who don't know me, worst place I've ever lived. The meanest people, just the biggest jerks, 
<laughs> this is not why I picked this movie, so that you could hate on Philadelphia. I, I just feel like... I don't it, think that's what the people I feel like want. the people need to know what Philadelphia is actually like, and it's not great. I, I would not... How long did you live there? I... <laughs> And at what age? <laughs> I was in sixth to seventh grade. Great. Okay. A time when most people are having a bad time. <laughs> yeah. I was in. Yeah. I don't I was, think we should blame the city. I was in middle school mm-hmm. and we had a, a fox live under our deck and he was a nice fox. Good guy. Um, That was a good memory. We lived near the woods. But the people, I tell you, the people. How many people are you meeting when you're 12? You're not interacting a, with that many adults. I was a bit of a, a bit of a social darling. No, you weren't. <laughs> I was going to balls. <laughs> I was going to dances. <laughs> Everybody wanted a piece of young Joe Bates. Um, but no, anyways, Philadelphia, crap city. Uh, I hate the Eagles. I hate the Phillies. And uh, I like the 76ers for one year. Um, anyways, yes. Cool. If there is a city where everybody has a mental illness, I would say it's Philadelphia, the place where they booed Santa Claus. Great. We'll just put that out there and people can do with that what they want to. <laughs> okay. Now, how do you think Bradley Cooper does? This is like kind of his first Yeah, this is this is right after the Hangover. Serious role. Yeah, so he's done the Hangover films and before that it was mostly, you know, like Wedding Crashers, like it's mostly comedies. And so this is a more serious turn for him. And I think mm-hmm. kind of like opened up a lot of other more serious opportunities. Do you feel like he plays this realistically? Is he, you know, believable? I feel like the intensity of Bradley Cooper has just always been existent. He's very intense. And he yeah. seems like someone who's like, I need to do this. I want to win an Oscar. Like the way his mentality is in this seems like he is in real life, mm-hmm. which is probably why this did so well for him yeah yeah maybe it wasn't like such a a stretch no it (laughs) just seems like he's like really i have to do this and if i'm not doing this something's wrong now you throw on the paranoia and all that stuff and like Mm -hmm. kind of thing but i feel like it is kind of who he is in real life so you think like his outbursts and like when he's you know He's frequently going in and waking up his parents in the middle of the night because yes. he disagrees with a Hemingway book or he can't find his wedding video. Like, yes. You think real Bradley Cooper would do that? I, I'm telling you, if I was watching Bradley Cooper have a conversation with his agent and the agent was talking about his life, he would direct it back to what next movie he needs to do to do this or this. Interesting. I do think Bradley Cooper is a nice person. Yeah. I mean, people That's like working with him and stuff. He probably but... is. And he's a very good actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He also, in A Star is Born, plays someone who is depressed, might be bipolar as well. I'm not entirely sure. I've, you, I've never you... seen A Star is Born, so I don't know. All right. Put that one on the list. That's such a good movie. Oh, we went from getting silly with Ben Stilly to hanging with Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um... Yep. <laughs> All right. Okay. What else we got to talk about this movie here? Um, oh, what I, else? I, we mentioned her. I do love a Julia Stiles sighting. Me too. And this is a fun, like, small part yeah. for her. I thought she, it, you know, a lot of people don't like her season in Dexter. Loved her in Dexter. Um, She just, I, I, I haven't seen, what's the one where she teaches black people how to do their own dance? Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> not what it is. 
<laughs> Save the last dance. Save the last dance. <laughs> yeah, she. She doesn't teach them. They teach no, her. So. She teaches them ballet, and they teach her hip hop dancing. No, you don't get it. Okay, I guess now we have. A few movies. Okay. To watch. Okay. So it's gonna be a while with Julia Stiles. Yeah, it's gonna be a while with Julia Stiles. Um, yeah, she's great. What do you think? It's a pretty good cast, I would say. It is a solid I mean, of course, you get Robert De Niro, you get Bradley Cooper, you get Jennifer Lawrence. Again, we just talked about them being at the whole nominated the Golden Globes. Yeah. Um, I do like John Ortiz as his friend. I think mm-hmm. he shines. This is you know, Obviously, he's got the Rush Hour series. Right. Obviously, he's got the Rush Hour series. But Chris Tucker, mm-hmm. really, and, you know, we, there's a movie I want to show you eventually called The Fifth Element. He just owns it when he has a role yeah. like that, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. I really enjoyed him in this movie. There was a moment I thought he was going to try to sleep with Jennifer Lawrence, and I was like, I don't want this to happen. When he's helping them with the dance? Yeah. It felt yeah. like there was a little bit little bit of a moment that was like, this is going to go very chaotic. So he shows up. It's another time that he's managed to get out of um, the hospital. And he goes to find Bradley Cooper, who is at dance rehearsal with Jennifer Lawrence. They're getting ready for the dance competition. Um, and he comes in and they, they show him what they've got. And he's like, this, it's not great. <laughs> you gotta do better and then he like pop demonst- those hips. yeah so then he's demonstrating a little bit and he helps him out and it's just a nice little scene yeah that's, that's it no it was yeah and then he left and then everything was fine mm-hmm. um, and then and going back to john ortiz yeah bradley cooper's other friend he, who's married to julia styles and struggling he th- this is the weird thing because it's probably bradley cooper allowing this to happen but mm-hmm. it feels like john ortiz takes the eye every time he's in a scene like, yeah. you're paying attention to what John Ortiz is doing more than anybody else. I think maybe it's because you kind of expect that at certain points throughout the film, Bradley Cooper's going to lose it a little bit. Pat's mm-hmm. going to lose it. Because he does, like, when he first goes into the therapist's office. <laughs> Terrible therapist. Bad therapist. Terrible therapist. <laughs> the first thing he does is play the song that triggers him into a rage. He plays his, the Bradley Cooper's wedding song. The same, in the... <laughs> the same wedding song he heard when uh he found out his wife was cheating on him yeah plays that in the lobby and so <laughs> bradley cooper kind of loses it there understandably i guess Look, i don't know let me tell you something if you're suffering from like a bipolar disorder with signs of like paranoia mm-hmm. and you go in there and they start playing it and then you go like he did this because of this 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 and you're like okay he's just paranoid mm-hmm. and then you find out no this is just true his paranoia is proven true which is like the worst thing you can do for yeah. someone suffering from paranoia. The therapist also, in a later session, explicitly says to Pat, Bradley Cooper, he says, maybe if you become friends with Tiffany, Jennifer Lawrence, Nikki will get back together with you. <laughs> That's not... Nikki has a restraining order against Bradley Cooper, and also, she was cheating on him. So, like, why do we even really want them getting back together? That's a question. Yeah, it's it's so weird because I do feel like nobody really wants them getting back together outside the therapist and Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Pat, his name's Pat. Yeah. I will call him Pat when I can. I just it's tough to not call him Bradley Cooper when you see Bradley Cooper. We watched that. Yeah. We watched Maestro, and I was like, "Wow, Bradley Cooper can conduct." <laughs> yeah, still, still Bradley Cooper, just with a prosthetic nose. <laughs> um, 
what do you think about the parents? We haven't talked too much about them. Do you think that, like, is Robert De Niro a good dad in this? Or In the no? second half of the movie, he's an amazing actor. I didn't like him in the first half of the movie. No, he's not a good dad. Because he keeps, so he doesn't have a job anymore. He got laid off. And instead, he's doing bookmaking, which is just running a gambling. Yeah, yeah. He's basically taking people's bets and paying out and everything. So he's he's just kind of a bookie. So mm-hmm. he, And he's also very superstitious about part of the OCD the thing. Yeah. He now I don't want to give away too much of my own life. I feel like I understand this parenting style. Great. <laughs> and it is it is like kind of a it's very emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone gets emotional and then you just relax like nothing happened. And that leads to some issues down the line. Yeah, he does. You know, like he'll tell Pat sometimes like, I love you. You know, we're going to get through this. I wish that we were closer. I wish we spent more time together. But then kind of the minute that Pat gets emotional, so ready. he's like, let's not talk about that. Just sit down and watch football. Just sit down. Let's just ignore it. Don't go in my study. Let's just hang I mean, out let's just sit let's just sit he's so ready to turn on his son too at any moment something mm-hmm. goes wrong or it can't be his fault it just yeah. yeah it's he's not a good parent what about uh dolores the mom played by jackie weaver um now i don't think she's great either um she she's kind a, of she's a little passive she kind of like strengthens a lot of flaws that everyone has mm-hmm. i mean she took him out of the hospital before he should have been taken out of the hospital yeah and didn't tell robert de niro pat senior that she was going to do that <laughs> and and told bradley cooper who was like exercising and trying to get his life better that he needs to do what Pat Sr. says to watch the football game, which he clearly does not want to do. Mm-hmm. And is like, that is also kind of a trigger for him that he's trying to stay away from. Yeah, yeah. So. Crabby snacks aside. Crabby snacks aside. Um, I do like, I do like that the therapist portrays like mindfulness in a way. Mm-hmm. I, I, I practice mindfulness. I do like that. Um, there was, <laughs> I did feel like this felt like an episode of Love on the Spectrum that got cut. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just based on the, only because early on the way Tiffany and Pat talk to each other. Where they're kind of like talking past each other a little bit. Yeah, and like being blunt and just saying like, just, just sentences. They have no, well, they say that they have no filter. Mm-hmm. So let's get into their kind of relationship. Perfect. So. Bradley Cooper gets out of, uh, or he gets home, and then runs into his friend. He's, you know, out running, getting back in shape. He runs into his friend, John Ortiz, and he's like, hey, come over. We're going to have a dinner party. Um, You know, we want to see you come by. So Bradley Cooper shows up and then turns out that Tiffany, Jennifer Lawrence, Julia Julia Stiles' sister, sister is coming, and she is recently widowed, somewhat recently widowed, her husband was a police officer and got in a car accident and died. Um, and so she hasn't been handling that well. And they are at this dinner together and they just are like, yeah, so blunt with each other. And then they just leave partway through. <laughs> They're just like, we don't want to be here anymore. And they leave and walk home. Yes. he wa- She asked him to walk her home and he says yes. And then they just keep having this terrible discussion on the walk home. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then she's like, offers to sleep with him. And he says, no, I'm married. And she says, so am I. And he goes, your husband's dead. That's not the same. 
Tiffany's husband is dead in the movie. And I just said that. What is wrong with you? I just said he got hit by a car. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was so focused at the end of the sentence. I never thought to listen to the beginning. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, it's really hard for me to do two things at once, okay. which is listening and thinking. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> um, that's why I'm just a man of action, baby. Don't think, just do. <laughs> What do you what do you think about them? So initially not great together. I, How do you feel about kind of the development of their relationship? Up to the point where they're talking in the restaurant where they're doing the scene that I saw in my acting class, mm-hmm. um, where he's she's telling him that she slept with everybody at her work. Yeah, got fired. Got fired, and uh, I go. I hope they realize medication is okay because they all seem to be very anti medication. Yeah. And it does seem at the end he goes, I am like taking medication now. He did say that, Mm -hmm. but I didn't like that message in the movie. Yeah, this is like 12 years ago. I do think there was still a little bit more of a stigma around that. And then um, not that it's the only solution. You should do therapy and that, whatever. Um, I did right hand to that. None of this is likable. (laughs) (laughs) They're not especially likable characters. Yeah, I then wrote, I then wrote, he is worse than John Cusack in High Fidelity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he has... Stalkerish. Bipolar disorder. Violent. <laughs> he's not that violent. No, he's... Well, it depends. I mean, he's not that violent, but I feel like there was an incident earlier he like kind of referenced to before the affair that he mm-hmm. also was like kind of like violent. Uh, I go, sometimes this feels like a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> what? What does that mean? I Because the way they do, like, zooms, like, they zoom in really weird sometimes. Oh. So, the cinematography, some people have likened it a little bit to, like, how reality TV is shot, where you're kind of following the characters a mm. bit more as these things are happening to them. Um that I don't didn't, know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but. that didn't come across as clear. I thought for a second, like, maybe it's, like, trying to throw you off of the way they're zooming in, but they kept doing it throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That didn't change kind of thing, so. But, again, when they start dancing, I'm like, this This is great. I love this. When they're dancing together, you can see the chemistry. You can feel it. You can feel them understanding their chemistry better, too, mm-hmm. in the movie. The, the Once they start dancing, this movie... There's a full 180 for me. So, yeah. So they practice for quite a while. Um, and while they are doing that, you know, she promises him that she will get a letter to Nikki from mm-hmm. him, um, which is the only way he can reach her because of the restraining order. So he brings her a letter. Eventually, she says, Nikki wrote you back, gives him a letter. Yes. There's a twist in this, which I... I think we all, I think everyone understands in the movie. Then we come to find out that Jennifer Lawrence wrote the Nikki letter. Mm -hmm. Do you think she was in the wrong for doing that? Yes. Did you know she did that? Yes. Okay, okay. I mean, it was clear what she was was trying to do. Like, I knew she was, she'd been showing that she lies like a lot early on. She does lie, yeah. So when she said she could do the letter thing, I was like, okay, she's still lying. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, the dancing I got really back. At, I I really appreciated. You know, you know what I and I looked at my notes here. The one scene that changed it for me, mm-hmm. and I didn't like it at first, 
was when Bradley Cooper goes to the parents' house and they think he's a creep. Mm-hmm. And then the other creep shows up, and I just felt like I hated that so much. And then he stands up for her, and when he stands up for her, it changed my whole mood on the entire movie. Yeah, so he goes to Jennifer Lawrence's parents' house mm-hmm. to find her. They're supposed to practice or something. Yes. Or what was he going there for? He wanted to see her again. They it was before they started doing the dancing thing because then she meets up with them. They say, "I can get a lot of the." He, she had mentioned it in the restaurant, and then he kind of like cut it off, and then couldn't stop thinking about it. So he went gotcha, back to gotcha. her. Okay, yeah. And then there's that guy because he's like wants to date her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then the dancing starts, and they get into that. Did you think that they would be good at the dancing? <laughs> yes. Really? So I will say this: that if I had never seen the movie before. Or if I had seen the movie when it came out, I probably wouldn't have. But when I know that he studied for like three years to learn how to conduct for an orchestra for Maestro, I was like, Bradley Cooper is not going to do this without being able to dance well. Okay, so you do think that they do a good job at the end in the competition. So they do a competition at the end, which there's high stakes because Robert De Niro got into some bad bets with his friend. And now there's a parlay where... Not only do the Eagles have to beat the Cowboys. Cowboys, but Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence have to average a five out of ten in this dance competition against professional dancers. Yes. Like, let me say this. I don't think it's like the greatest dance you've ever seen in your life. They do that big trick thing that's all messed up and mm-hmm. really super weird looking. But Where he I, like lifts her into the air, but her crotch is just in his face. <laughs> yeah. But I do think the dancing was fun. There seemed to be some choreography to it. They seem yeah. to memorize all of it. I thought it was good dancing. They do a little bit of the singing in the rain dance. They like, do that good. Through. And then I they do some weird jumping. Yeah, they do some weird jumping. With weird the montage jumping. of them dancing, I think is good dancing, mm-hmm. which kind of leads me to think it's good dancing later on. Yeah, so a fun fact about the dancing is the choreographer for this movie uh, is named Mandy Moore. Not to what? the... No, not... A-list celebrity <laughs> Mandy Moore? Not that Mandy the Moore. The star of a generation? Not that one. Just another woman named Mandy Moore. Mandy although- Moore should be dating Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Um, although weird that you say that because this Mandy Moore, the choreographer, was also the choreographer for Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. Oh, I could tell that. And, well, so it's kind of a weird way that this happened. So Taylor Swift has said that she found Mandy Moore uh, because she was recommended to Taylor by her friend Emma Stone because Mm. Emma Stone worked with Mandy Moore on La La Land. And Emma was like, I'm not a good dancer. And Taylor is famously not a good dancer. Uh, She did a lot of great dancing and shake it off. (laughs) Okay. Um. So she got recommended there. But as you know, Emma Stone and Jennifer Lawrence, very good friends. And this came out before La La Land. So I think that like that's the, the chain of events wow. there. Yeah. Which I just thought was funny. That is pretty funny. And go back to the parlay bet for why they do it. There's a sure, couple. Sure. The guy he bets with is that's all. Oh, that's the guy from uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. Um. What's his name? Steve yeah. Carell. No, the, I'm just kidding. The, the, what the? Heck? I don't know. I don't know. The his grandpa name. who dies. It's like Alan Arca, maybe or something no, like that. No, that is that is not that is not correct. Yeah, Alan Arkin. Okay. 
<laughs> he looks really different. He does look really different. I do think that's the same guy. Wait, no. So you just looked up who was in Little Miss Sunshine and not who was in this movie that we're talking about right now? That's No, I'm saying it is this. I know it's the same guy. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll check it out. But I, I am almost absolutely sure. That's just such a bizarre way to look up this fact. Guess what? What? Um, what? Looks like I was wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why, like, <laughs> why are you looking up the thing you're trying? It doesn't make any sense what you just did. Um. Oh, it's Paul Herman. You're right. I was totally wrong. Um, so the betting, talking mm-hmm. about the betting, on mm-hmm. um, the parlay, the guy's a Cowboys fan. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong. The Eagles have not won a Super Bowl in a long time. The Cowboys have definitely won a bunch of Super Bowls in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But at the time of this movie, the Cowboys have done jack shit for like 15 years. Okay. So it's kind of weird this guy is bragging that much to him when the Eagles had been much more dominant in those 15 years. And like beating the Cowboys and the Giants have been doing it. So I was a little uh, odd. I, I felt as a sports fan, I was like, this guy's, you can't, you just tell him his team sucks because his team sucks. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Like they are talking about a lot of different games in this yeah. movie. They're referencing like the Phillies played this guy and the Eagles played this. And I I don't know if any of that is accurate. I looked up whether it was accurate, and it says yes for the year 2008. Yeah, so the it Phillies... It says it follows, like, basically the 2008 season. Yeah, the Phillies went to the World Series and lost. They had Ryan Howard as a big guy that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I was aware of what was going on sports-wise and what they were talking about. So 2008... Did you know it was 2008? I didn't, I couldn't I'm not good at dates like oh, that. Okay, okay. But I did I do I remember I mean that's the just time. from the internet, so who knows? <laughs> I just I remember the Phillies in the in the World Series with Chase Utley. Um <laughs> They also they talk about football so much in this. You don't see hardly any football happen in this movie. No. Like you literally just see a little bit of the game at the end where they're playing the Cowboys there's like a TV on at the dance competition and like that is it because they uh, go to a game at one point yeah. and they don't get in. Well they go to the tailgating goes yeah. around because the therapist is terrible. All right. It's <laughs> and there's race. You know, that wasn't it's his racism fault. That was the fault. It's racism fault. Fault. fault not his fault. I agree. Uh, but <laughs> the therapist has got to be aware like hey can we you need to stay back dude. <laughs> like yeah, well, yeah, so Pat tries to, okay, so they're tailgating, and then his therapist is there, and his therapist is Indian, and then these guys come by. and They're both Eagles fans. Yeah, and they're both Eagles fans. These guys come by, and they start harassing the therapist racist. and his buds, and so then Bradley Cooper's an brother. Philly. Okay. <laughs> Pat's brother gets, you know, heated about it and then Pat's trying to stay out of it, but yeah. but, it's but tough. then they start beating up his brother, so then he has, he has to, to get come involved in there, yeah. his family. I so he De Niro ends up betting this all this money mm-hmm. so he can get a restaurant with this guy. Yeah. And I wrote a restaurant going. I they do, don't really talk about the restaurant at all. No. They just like mention it, but then like he's never cooking or like doing restaurant it's, things. It's a highly it's a highly based Krabby Snacks restaurant. <laughs> the Krabby Shacks? And the Krabby, Krabby Shack. Snack Shack? Krabby Shack at the Krabby, Krabby Snacks at the Krabby Shack. I wrote, I hate the Eagles so much, I want the Nero to lose the restaurant. <laughs> oh, no. That's not nice. I just... <laughs> um, I, I think... I think it's a very... I think the movie's good. I do like that they talk about sports so much and there isn't just some weird cameo by Eagles player that's like, 
hey, I heard you like uh, the Eagles. Some movies yeah, really yeah, yeah. do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that they didn't. They talk about Deshaun Jackson a lot, who played forever in the NFL. He played mm-hmm. like 40 years. <laughs> he was like the Tom Brady of wide receivers, except without all the Super Bowl wins. Um, but he played for a long time. I did like that whole thing, him wearing the jersey. I do like people just talking highly of players to each other, like a normal conversation mm-hmm. where a guy conversation is just saying, Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just go, that was a good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that this, like, it's not really about the football and mm-hmm. it's not even really about the gambling or the dancing. It's about like the connections that you yeah build with people through those things. So like, the family kind of connects over football and then Pat and Tiffany connect over the dancing. So I think it's supposed to be a little bit like you can use these things to form relationships and the relationships are what positive relationships. Yes. Not positive. Those are on you with those teacher. Uh, the positive relationships are what like can help you mm-hmm. be more mentally healthy, I guess. Focusing on people that are giving you good personal time together kind of thing yeah exactly that's like kind of a nice message yeah um do you think so you said that when they're dancing uh brad and tiffany (laughs) now i'm mixing them up but brad and tiffany sounds like it makes more sense um bradley cooper and jennifer lawrence have more chemistry when they're dancing do you feel like they are believable that they are like into each other yes like no, they that, are a good pairing again that's why like i felt i liked the movie better because i can actually see the chemistry between them mm-hmm. him calming down her kind of focusing on him and trying to figure that out she does a lot of heavy lifting for him mm-hmm. and almost to like a detriment because what he's going through lying to him isn't the greatest thing and that seems to be her strategy for 80 percent of the relationship i mean she gets his parents to start lying to him yes saying that nikki's gonna be at the dance competition which then nikki is at the dance competition that's that's, oh yeah why is nikki here julia styles is absolutely terrible (laughs) yeah so julia styles invites nikki to the dance competition because she's like well maybe we can get you know she can see how well he's doing and then he'll be able to i don't know be with I, his cheating wife again i think she, they just want him they want her to pull the restraining order because that just is a hassle mm-hmm, overall. For like i think that's what <laughs> yeah it's for everybody it's just like it would be good if this was gone yeah yeah um and then maybe that helps him get his job back mm-hmm. and other such things history teacher they that one lady says that her and the history teacher are still together or no it was just a one-time thing. I don't know. So Nikki shows up at the dance thing, and I gotta be honest. Well, I don't know what Bradley Cooper ever saw in her. <laughs> she what? seems like she not like looks wise. She just seems miserable. She seems like a just a miserable person. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know what you expect from her. <laughs> Well, Bradley Cooper puts her on this pedestal and loves her so much. So you just think it's going to be like there would be some sort of positivity that you get from her. Or some sort of like, oh, that's what he sees in her. That's what it is. But it's just like never there. This woman has no lines in the movie. I don't know. What are you wanting her to do? Magic? Like, yeah, I'd like a little has, magic. She has like no line. She has lines during the flashback to the incident where she's like, no, no, stop. And then like, that's it. 
That is true. I feel like I guess they're just Nikki isn't Nikki doesn't matter in this movie. He needs to get past this thing that doesn't matter, so they want to portray her that way. Mm-hmm. But I don't like it. Just I don't like the idea of this one person just being like everyone. It's like I don't know. It's such a negative thing on his life. So they like even you were like, oh, she cheated on you. Like that. It's just kind of. I feel like there should be some depth outside this person's only there to have cheated on her husband. Yeah, I guess I guess that's fair. You know, maybe they go into it more in the book, but Yeah, that's probably that's probably they probably like flashbacks in the book or something like that. Yeah. If I wrote a book, okay. I would put flashbacks in it. <laughs> but yeah, in this really her purpose is just to exist. Mm-hmm. Um and all of this other stuff can happen as a result. Um okay, so you do like see Jennifer Lawrence is great in this, and uh, this is what she won an Oscar for. This is her Oscar mm-hmm. win. Um, she got nominated, and so did Bradley Cooper and De Niro and Jackie Weaver. They got nominated in all four acting categories. Oh, the categories. mom got nominated, too. Yes. Uh, it had eight Oscar noms, including all four acting categories, and then also Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Cinematography. Who did it, Who won Best Picture that year for Silver Lions Playbook? Because I felt like it was up there. Like, people thought it was going to take it. Okay, that year, uh, it did lose Best Picture to Argo. Oh. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a surprise because Ben Affleck didn't get nominated for a director that year. So it's kind of like they rewarded him. Yeah, that was a weird year. Because I think Silver Linings Playbook was like a, a at least in the top three favorites to win that year for Best Picture. Yeah, I think I think it could have. Um, Best Director, David Russell, who directed this, lost to Ang Lee for Life of Pi. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, and then... So Jennifer Lawrence won Best Actress. Uh, Best Actor was Daniel Day-Lewis for Lincoln. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Supporting Actor was Christoph Waltz for Django Unchained. And Supporting Actress was Anne Hathaway for Les Mis. Oh, okay. Good for her. Interesting. Um, Argo won Best Adapted Screenplay. So it lost out there. And then... Oh, I'm that's interesting. Um, yeah, people loved Argo too, but I, I was surprised because I, I felt like people were talking about this movie a lot because it was these two, mm-hmm. these two like next level, these next uh, generation stars with Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, it got a lot of. Uh, it also won like Globes, BAFTA, SAG, or got nominated. Um, and Jennifer Lawrence won a lot of those. She's the second youngest winner in the category, so she was twenty two when she filmed this. And Bradley Cooper was? 38. Okay. How do you feel about that? Not good. Um, the, Her character in the book is supposed to be like mid-30s. And she oh. she definitely, I think, comes across as 22 in this. Like, I do think she does a really good job, but she just feels a little bit too young to be a widow I, in this. Like, it's I that agree. part isn't very believable to me. I agree with that. Um. I do like because, and I believe it's probably in the book with him running all the time. But to me, I like the idea that him running and exercising was something they made up just to explain why Bradley Cooper was so hot. Because <laughs> he was that hot. Why would she sleep with mm-hmm. that history teacher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, Mark Wahlberg also was originally cast for this okay that's terrible (laughs) i when you're saying like oh someone like getting in shape and stuff like i 
get that for him. I don't feel like he could have done Mark Wahlberg. The emotional Mark part. Mark Wahlberg of this. would have been terrible. We saw him in that. We saw that <laughs> pre-stew or whatever. That terrible trailer where yeah. he's a. Well, so David Russell also directed The Fighter. Okay, that a makes couple sense. years prior yeah. to this. He was good in that. I'll mm-hmm. give I'll give Wahlberg good was good in the fighter. I and Russell David Russell also has a tendency of like working with a lot of the same actors over and over. Okay. Um. So he also directed Joy, which came out in 2015 and had Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper in it again. Mm-hmm. He also directed American Hustle, that came out in 2013. Um. So again, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence, Lawrence, Bradley, Bradley Cooper, Cooper, also Amy Adams and Christian Bale. Who were in the fighter in 2010? Mm. Like, there's just a lot of crossover. Um, and the fighter was so good. And he most recently directed Amsterdam, also Christian Bale, which is not good. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. Um, the reason that it's like and Taylor Swift <laughs> was Mandy more involved. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, the reason it's I think is it's like interesting that some stars continue to work with him over and over is. <laughs> He has like a history of being really abusive to mm. his actors. That makes sense for Bradley Cooper because he's like, this is the only way I can do it. Amy Adams has said he won't or she won't work with him anymore. Christian Bale like had to stand up for her one time and like get in David Russell's face because he was being like so awful to Amy Adams, I think on the set of American Hustle. Um, George Clooney got like in a fight with him one time. Lily Tomlin's been in a fight with him. Um, he supposedly assaulted christopher nolan at some point can back I in the be, day can like, i be honest i'm most scared of dealing with lily tomlin of all the people you just listed <laughs> yeah so she had said well so this is what's interesting is she's like yeah we fought a lot and i he's really harsh and like pretty mean to his actors but i would rather work with someone who's like passionate and committed to the work than someone who's like yeah do whatever you want and nice about it so i guess it's one of those things where like i don't know either you're okay with that or you're not and sometimes bad treatment can get the results you want but i think so amy adams has said like yeah i can't work with him because i don't have thick enough skin Mm -hmm. to do that she's like jennifer lawrence like you can kind of throw anything at her and she's like teflon like doesn't stick to her but that's not who I am. So because of that, I can't keep working with him. That makes but sense. Anyway, so I don't know. Interesting guy. But he's made a lot of good movies. Yeah. So that's David Russell. Um, and this was very successful. Um, the budget for this, $20 million. Okay. I just want to remind you, High Fidelity's budget was $30 million. I mean, to be fair, I think the movies are the same level of like production design and all that stuff. Just, be, you know, and they probably didn't pay Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence that much money. Robert De Niro's in this. Yeah. De Niro probably got most of the money. I guess. So it was only $20 million. It made $235.5 million at the box office. Oh, so just under what High Fidelity <laughs> made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's it, crazy. Yeah. It's like over. I mean, it was commercially successful, critically successful. It has a 92% of Rotten Tomatoes. It was nominated for Oscars. It, Jennifer Lawrence won an Oscar. Like, all around it is a... I think people would say it's a successful movie. Yeah. No, that, and that's like... not. It's it's not a, it's not fully superhero craze yet. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see a movie do that well. Yeah. That's like this kind of movie. Well, I think it's 
people really like when there is, you know, an Oscar movie that is really palatable and mm-hmm. like can appeal. This is a technically a romance comedy drama. It's like a rom dramedy, I guess. Shakespeare in love. Yeah, it's very sh- I mean, also Oscars. So. Yeah, I think people are like pretty inclined to go see yeah. that sort of thing. No, definitely parts of the movie I like. That was funny. I, I think the the my last note I wrote, mm-hmm. it felt like an earned happy ending. Yeah, which was they had nice. to work. They had to work for it a little bit. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it, it di- and it didn't feel like there was a couple of points where I thought everything was going to go fall apart miserably and go terrible. And it was kind of nice because I thought Bradley Cooper would be the reason for this. And it felt like everybody else was the reason. And he was kind of the the confident, concrete, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, stable person to help everybody else out, which was a nice like thing at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You're even though they're not the most likable people, you are kind of rooting for them. Mm-hmm. towards the end except for you who doesn't want De Niro to get a restaurant I, well he never <laughs> does because the bet is double or nothing which means he either pays double the bet or the bet's off so he oh. still needs the money for the restaurant <laughs> he's still gonna raise that money I guess I thought it was like whoever gets whoever wins gets the double no so if I bet you five dollars and mm-hmm. you won I go double or nothing and mm-hmm. you take it you either get ten dollars or there's no more bet that's confusing. I don't understand gambling at all. <laughs> okay. And that's why I don't do it. Yep. That's why you don't do it. Yeah. For a number of reasons. Um, all right. Okay. So do you have a good take from this movie? This is a good takeaway. Okay. Bradley Cooper is clearly a star Jennifer Lawrence is clearly a star and it's really nice to see their first movie and to see how like accurate like their careers are going to be later on Mm -hmm. I like where Jennifer Lawrence is now where she's like I need to do comedy right now because she can always go back to making Oscar movies and all that stuff at any point so right now she's just having fun yeah and Bradley Cooper is well he's going to be a maniac trying to make (laughs) Oscar winning movies the rest of his life it feels like pretty much I mean he's not Bad. So after this, he did like American Sniper. Like he yeah. really went into serious roles, and I think he is a good actor. No, he is a good actor. Don't I'm not when he's I say like intense. he's intense yeah. and all that stuff. It's not saying he's not a, he's a that he's a bad actor. He's very very good. Um, this is a bad takeaway. Mm-hmm. The only way to be healthy is to be in a relationship. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it does yeah. feel like like the only way you're gonna make it is you find this other pretty lady who's 16 years younger than you. That's, yeah, that's not a great message from it. <laughs> and this is a, a medium takeaway. Honestly, I still can't stop thinking about the speed and the way they run at the very end of the movie when she runs away from the dance and he chases her because it's not fast enough, but it's not slow enough. It's just like medium fake running. <laughs> and it bothered me so much because it was like, hey, you can't run too fast because you got to be in the shot here. So mm-hmm. she can't. But he was too far away. So it's just like this lingering speed. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it so much. I didn't pick up on that. I picked but, up on okay. it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Noted. Um, would you say, Joe Bates, <laughs> I will marry you. No. Would you say that Silver Linings Playbook is a good movie? 
Uh, yes, I would say this is a good movie. This Oscar-nominated movie with a charismatic cast that isn't Coda. Yes, I think it is a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is pretty hard to say it's not a good movie. You can know, like, I get if it's not for you, and I do get what you're saying about the first I did think part I was gonna, being, like, not your cup of tea. I, I mean, I really, my first half of my notes, I really was like, this is not good. Mm-hmm. I don't like how I feel, and I'm not enjoying this in any way or form. And then it turns but you really, around. You really turned around. It's an earned happy ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, that's Silver Lines Playbook. A good that's movie Silver so far. That's our ninth episode. Cool. Eight of the nine have been good movies. <laughs> <laughs> and what will be our tenth episode? Ooh, so I've been thinking about what you've been saying. How t- we've been stuck in the 1999 to 2005 range for a long time. We have. And you've pulled us forward in time. Uh-huh. I'm gonna push us back in time. Okay. And I, we're going a real boy classic, real men's movie, and we're gonna watch Robocop. Okay. <laughs> it's a robot, he's a cop, and it's Detroit. And the Detroit Lions are about to go to the Super Bowl, hopefully this weekend when they beat the Niners. And I think it's time to talk about Detroit. You just want to talk about Tim Robinson. A little bit. all right well i will prepare for robocop can't wait for that um excellent well thanks everyone for joining us if you want to you know stay in touch in between these episodes you can follow us on social media uh we are at T-I-A-G-M pod on Instagram. Uh, we also have a Gmail if you want to send us an email for any reason. The it's, Gmail is at T-I- is T-I-A-G-M podcast at gmail.com. I knew that. Thank you. And we're also on YouTube. This is a good movie podcast. Uh, go, you know, follow and subscribe, subscribe and like. And Please subscribe. Subscribes help. Please subscribe, Joe. <laughs> Um, and that's where we'll be. Go watch our little videos that we make. Yeah, make little videos. But yeah, that's that's it. That's the episode. This is a good movie podcast. This is a good movie podcast, and this has been a great conversation. Podcast. Podcast. We love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye, sweethearts. This <laughs> this is a good movie podcast. Katie and Joe.